today on City Cash Chicago. Chicago Public Schools start next Monday, and as students begin their fourth school year under COVID, we talk with Chicago Public Health Commissioner Dr. Allison R. Woody about the updated protocols and safety plans. It's Tuesday, August 16th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. The CDC has basically relaxed all COVID precautions or, you know, so it seems. And once again, parents and teachers are bracing for the return to school and what that means for COVID uh, inside the classrooms. What recommendations did you make for CPS this year? So um, I do just want to emphasize that CDC didn't say go wild from a COVID perspective. What they they did say you could stand next to people, you know, mask yes. suggested, quarantine right. is a little lax. I mean, like the, the most important part seemed to have been, right, they didn't just say go cough in, in people's faces, all right, or just <laughs> don't wear a mask anywhere. But it, it does seem like the tent poles of COVID precautions, like social distancing, mandatory mask, you know, mm-hmm. quick isolation in certain cases, a lot of those have been relaxed. Yeah. So let me just maybe hit on those high points real quick. So first of all, the most important thing, the thing that has not changed, the thing that I do not think will change anytime soon is that if you are sick with COVID, if you have symptoms, you take a test, and if you are positive, you must stay home for a minimum of five days. And then after that, day six through 10, you got a mask unless you've got multiple negative tests. And so that has not and will not change. And when we were working with CPS and other schools, our biggest priority is making sure when someone is diagnosed with COVID, they are at home. We want kids in school, but in that case, excluded. And then the biggest change in the CDC guidance was moving away from um, quarantine, which is, you know, historically we've had this, if you were not up to date with your vaccines and you've been a close contact, you should stay home. Really at this point, more than 95% of the population, that's true here in Chicago, has had an immune lesson from COVID, either from being vaccinated or from getting COVID or both. And so the chance of serious illness, um, as long as people are up to date with vaccines, is really quite is is remarkably lower than it was a couple of years ago. And so, for example, um, CPS has been working on this test to stay uh, model, which basically says instead of this was the goal actually, instead of quarantining kids, um, if not if they had COVID, but if they were in a classroom with others, instead of quarantining, let's have testing and masks to keep the kids in school. So we're very much in support of that. Um, And other than that, you know, recommending, but not requiring masking unless there's an outbreak. If you've got, you know, three or more cases in a classroom, you know, then the school, the health department, you know, there would be requirements in that in that setting. And so I think given where we are, of course, we want kids to be up to date with their vaccines. I worry a lot. where we still have families that are not vaccinated um, because most of the kids we see getting hospitalized and really all the little ones we see getting hospitalized are are not vaccinated. Um, But in terms of significant spread, uh, I think CPS is in a good place. They're they're gonna continue the routine testing. From what I've been seeing though, for school-aged children, it seems like vaccines are still kind of lagging behind other populations. And then what we saw when kids went back to school in the fall and the spring is once you reintroduce that level of testing, you're going 
going to see cases go up. And so I feel like there's this cycle that we've seen where kids come back to school, testing increases, thus cases increase. We hear that vaccines are still low and that creates a, a, I don't want to use the word panic, but it definitely creates a frustration. It creates a sense of fear because, you know, we can keep saying that school is not a major side of transmission at the macro level. But when looking at individual experiences, teachers who've watched their classrooms be quarantined, schools who watch many of their students go home on an individual level, this is still a very scary, very precarious situation. And so should we be preparing to see cases go up in two weeks purely because we're testing more or because it's a sign that maybe we're back in that ebb and flow? Yeah. So um, we do expect to see cases go up somewhat when we put a lot of routine testing back in place because your surveillance is better. That said, you know, our numbers overall in the city are actually, you know, I always say this cautiously, but they are looking better. We are getting through that BA5 wave. Um, and in fact, uh, you know, they're, they were down low enough that as of today, we are back at a medium risk. We've been at a high risk for a very long time. Um, and there's an updated vaccine coming as soon as next month, mid-September or early October. We're expecting a vaccine that has been brought more up-to-date for variants, that has better coverage for Delta and importantly, better coverage for Omicron, including BA4-5. I'm hopeful that um, at least adults will take advantage of the updated vaccine because already, the, as long as you're up to date with your vaccines, the, there's been good protection for severe illness, but we've seen a lot of breakthrough infections, as you know, and the updated vaccine should really help with that. Is that for people who haven't received a vaccine or even if you've received no. both shots, two boosters, you're asking yep. us to get that vaccine as well? Yeah. So this that's is a, going that's to be, a lot, Dr. Arwoody. Don't you imagine like five shots that I, I know that yeah. it's the precaution. But I mean, do, are you are you worried that that messaging to people again is like, hey, even if you already got four, you got to go get another one. That that fatigue is just growing and growing. Yeah. So let, let me explain what's different about this one. I bet. So all of the vaccines that we have used to date. The boosters, everything has been the same vaccine that was created back in 2020, the very beginning of COVID. And the challenge is that over the last two years, we've seen the virus actually mutate, right? right. That's actually what all of these variants Delta, are. Omicron, BA5. Delta, Omicron, BA5. So this new vaccine is actually different than all the boosters that we've gotten before. It's been updated to be able to fight off infection from Omicron, from Delta, from all of those variants. And so this fall is the first time anybody will be able to get the updated vaccine, which will be better. I, I know it will be better um, because it's been brought up to date. I believe you. Vaccines in every study are the thing that, that do the most in terms of getting us past COVID. They really are. They're not perfect. No vaccine is perfect. But I'm really excited. I haven't had COVID yet, actually. And um, I'm whether I have. You better go knock on something. You better go hit something. <laughs> I know. Come on. But, but it's like, 900 yeah. days. I mean, I haven't either, but I'm. 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but I, you know, at some level, you know, a, a lot of people have had COVID and we've seen that, you know, people who were vaccinated before, even if they got COVID, they're less likely to get long COVID. People who, right, like there's just been a lot of things around this. And, you know, I wish COVID were just gone and we didn't have to worry about it at all. But for me, the best news out there is that there will be an updated vaccine available. But this is not where we were two years ago. And I know parents, I know families are, are still you know, there's a lot of fear when, when somebody has COVID, but rightfully so. Yeah. But please know that, you know, the risk at this point of somebody getting seriously ill, right. Getting hospitalized, getting, you know, dying, which is what we were seeing thousands and thousands of, um, in that first year, that is just not here. We're averaging, you know, well under one death a day across the whole city of Chicago. And while I wish that number were zero, of course, this is not the 60, 70 people a day filling up the hospitals and no ability to prevent and treat that. I very much hope not to ever have to put a total mask requirement back in place, but we would do it if our hospitals started getting threatened, if we started to see a new variant where the vaccine wasn't working. When I talked to you seven months ago, one of your biggest concerns was also the racial disparities that we were seeing across our city in schools and vaccine uptake and testing. Can you report that that has improved over the last seven months or are we seeing the same, you know, sort of unfortunate disparities when we look across our city? Asian Chicagoans are the most likely to be vaccinated of all groups, followed by white Chicagoans. Latino Chicagoans now, at least Latino adults, are just as, or in many uh, of the age groups, more likely to be vaccinated than white Chicagoans. So we've seen that um, actually fully reversed. We still are seeing some lagging though among uh, Latinx children. And then we are still seeing um, lags in black Chicagoans. Um, And that has improved a bit, um, but not where I, I wish it were. You know, this is for all Chicagoans, but especially black Chicagoans. We have vaccine available everywhere. We will bring vaccine to your house. Give us a call, 312-746-4835. We would like nothing more than to bring the first dose for your six-month-old, the second dose for your five-year-old, the booster for your grandma, whatever your family needs. Um, we even have financial incentives uh, for, for some zip codes where we're, where we're still working to grow. And where we see people get hospitalized and die from COVID, it is when they are not vaccinated. I know there are major historic reasons why there's very good reasons to not trust the medical system, but I don't have a vaccine for so many of the other things that also land disproportionately on Black Chicagoans, whether that's diabetes, whether that's violence. Um, But for this one, we have a safe and effective vaccine that has been given to billions of people around the world. Before I let you go, I got a couple of rapid fire questions. You're the expert. And so I always want to know how is the expert with all the facts that you have living your life? Uh, So a couple of quick questions. Uh, One, do you practice six feet still? So should I still be practicing six feet isolation? We're not practicing six feet really at this point. Um, I'm I'm mostly you know, if I have symptoms, I stay home. I take tests. If I don't have symptoms, I'm out and about in the world, but I am wearing a mask indoors because that um, continues to be the recommendation. Inside of a plane or an airport, I imagine you're still wearing a mask as yeah. well. 
Yes, definitely. And, and, and so folks know it's especially important um, if you're if you're flying, you know, when you're going through the airport during boarding and deplaning, that's actually the time that the risk is the highest. Do you mask outdoors? I do not mask outdoors. Um, I really keep my mask, but I'm but I'm pretty good still about masking indoors. I just think it's one of the safest things. Mm-hmm. And even without symptoms, should I be testing regularly? I do not test regularly. Um, the, here are the settings in which I test. I test, number one, if I have any symptoms. Um, number two, uh, if I'm going to be, for example, visiting somebody, if I've got an older relative who's really immunocompromised, vulnerable in the hospital for cancer treatment, whatever, I'm going to test in advance of seeing that person because I want to really um, make sure that I don't unwittingly uh, have COVID. I'm also going to wear a mask in that setting. Um, and then I would and then I would test if I knew I had had a close exposure to somebody who um, had COVID. Back at the beginning of COVID, the first like emergency ordinance we passed was stay home if you are sick. That should just that should that, just be adopted moving forward. The amount even before exactly. the pandemic, we was moving around with, exactly. with sniffly noses and coughs. And I understand that that sometimes it is a privilege to be able to stay yeah. home, to be able to work home. Um, but but let's continue to to look after one another, protect ourselves, and protect the people around us. And all of these precautions and suggestions are coming directly from the top doc in Chicago, Doctor Alice. R. Woody is the commissioner of the Chicago Department of Public Health. It really means a lot that when we need answers, we can go straight to the source. So thank you for making time for CityCast. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope I never have to talk to you about COVID again, but I'm happy to talk to you about COVID for as long as we need to talk about COVID. (laughs) Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Mayor Lori Lightfoot campaign the first time around on renegotiating Chicago's disastrous 75-year parking meter deal. Well, a new report from the Tribune found that in the last three years, the city has added 1,800 meters. The WNBA playoff schedule is set. Remember, there are no more single elimination games, so the first round series will all be best of three. The second seed, Chicago Sky, are facing off against the seventh seed, New York Liberty, starting Wednesday night. What y'all think? Are the Sky going to run it back? Let us know your thoughts at 773-780-0246. And some good news to get you through. I know we always promo and street food music festivals, but let's be real. We can't help it. They all so damn good. And Rib Fest is no different. The 22nd annual celebration is back in North Center Friday through Sunday. For more Chicago stories and events, I hope you got the daily newsletter in your inbox already. If not, subscribe at chicago.citycast.fm. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.